Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Aerial Tribe community, where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are going to equal results in their life. On this podcast, we want to provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Aerial Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. What's up, tribe? Yo, tribe. We're back. We're here. And it's been a minute. It's been two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. So uh, we talk about being busy, but we're busy. We're busy. And you got a particularly busy season in in business right now, traveling around? Yeah, we do. We've got, uh, we're fixing some big problems that require uh, some physical presence to fix it. So we're across the country. I'm nice. getting to know the country pretty well. Nice. You, you said the next 14 weeks you're yeah, traveling? Yeah, we got 14 weeks straight here. Uh, yeah, from Jersey to Boise to... I don't know. I just look at the app and it kind of tells me where to go. Nice. <laughs> right on. Your wife yeah. better get a vacation. At the yeah. Event. Yeah. She, uh, I, I think we're, 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 we're going to try and plan one for the summer. Hopefully. Nice. So I'm going to, it's a big IOU. I love you and I owe you. Honey. So <laughs> yeah. she's going to, she's going to have a big bank account of IOUs. Yes. Right on. Well, it's good to be back in here and yes, recording and I'm excited about our topic today. This is a great topic. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to tackle something that I think is, um, it's a brass tax where the rubber meets the road. Like you can make all excuses in the world, but this is yeah. just the reality of success and failure. It's a universal truth. As much as gravity is, uh, I think what we're going to talk about today is is true. And, and I think we hope everyone listens and just really thinks about the application in their life. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about what it means to be focused and, and really and I think you would agree with this, anything that you're doing in life, if you're going to succeed, it's going to require focus. And and we want, what what we often hope for is that I can succeed while not, while being balanced. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. I think it's really challenging. I think when you talk about focus and you and I were kind of talking about this before the show, the question really is what, you know, what, what is the target that I'm trying to hit? What are the goals that I'm trying to you know achieve in terms of the results? But then I quickly identify what are the distractions, right? Right, that want to get in the way. Yeah, and I think that's part of what we want to unpack is that you know how can you how can we quickly identify what those distractions are and how do we make sure we can eliminate those as much as possible? Right. So so that so that it is there is no surprise as to why am I not getting the results you know, that I'm trying to achieve. Yep. Yeah. And I think, uh, I was listening to a guy the other day and I actually sent a clip to Jason. I was like, gosh, we got to talk about this. Um, but he, what he said was the number one determination of success for people is that six hyper successful people are able to eliminate distraction and focus on intention. And the number one common denominator for unsuccessful people is that they focus on distraction and they lose intention. Which essentially means, and the way he defined intention was anything that moves the needle forward in your direction. So if your intention is to be uh, to get a higher paying job or to make more money in another way, I'm going to have a side hustle or to get in shape or to be a better father, parent, whatever, um, to be better coworker, whatever it is, 
there are distractions that keep you from being where you are. And in order to hit that goal, you have to be willing to eliminate those. Yeah. I also think the other thing, you know, we talk about it on this show about standards plus habits equal results. I actually think there's a precursor to what he's saying is that everyone has goals and I've come to believe that goals are relatively soft, that, that someone has to step into elevating their standard, Mm -hmm. right? So that there, there's a deeper sense of why or purpose so that that gives you the ability to go, that, that was a distraction, alcohol, bad relationship, laziness, whatever it is, right. that I'm like, oh, that, that's not me anymore. Because how, many, how often do you know where, and I'm guilty of this in certain aspects of my life in the past where I achieve a goal and then I'm right back to a bad habit. Achieve a goal, you know what I mean? We kind of backslide a little bit. Right. That's because this is just my opinion somebody didn't decide to change who they wanted to be. Right. Right. So that I would, I would add that on front of that, that the people that are hyper successful said, no, I have a different vision for my life, i.e. standard. And now I'm going to make sure that my daily habits, you know, uh, are, are going to support that. And anything that needs to be moved away is going to get moved away. I had a chance to, um, uh, talk to the same leadership class that you do over at the high school. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so this last time I walked in uh, with little Michelangelo to kind of throw him off a little bit. And, and, and the cool thing about Michelangelo, like many of us know, like from the Sistine Chapel to just, I mean, a lifetime of amazing artwork that still exists to this day, but they consider him to be the greatest sculptor of all time. And it's, you know, it's the sculpture of David. I haven't personally seen it, I want to someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is 17 and a half feet by six and a half feet. And, but the magic of the story is this, and this is what I said to the high school kids. I said, this, so imagine a stone, like a stone that big. And they said, we want you to sculpt something that represents the city of independence and, and all these great things. So he walks around the stone for one year, just walks around the stone. Well. And they're like, hey, cool. Like, we've hired you. We've commissioned you to do this. Like, you know, three months in, I'm assuming they're like, hey, any day now, we know you're kind of like the guy, but, you know, here's a hammer and a chisel. (laughs) Let's do this. Right. And he continues to walk around. And after one year, he began to sculpt the David that we, we know. And afterwards, literally, they say the world, it was just like... You know, it was just like the stop. It was like when the White Wright brothers like invented, you know, the airplane, like the world just stopped and was like, oh my gosh, like this is just miraculous. And if you've seen pictures of it, um, you know, David's just this, it's, it's really almost an angelic thing. And so he was asked in an interview, they said, how did you do this? And here's what he said. He said, I removed everything that wasn't David. Hmm. And if you think about it and you see it, he's literally just naked and you're like, Wow. Like if you let that really soak in, you're like, oh damn, that's good. Yeah. Like that's like, that's like so profound. He's just, I just removed everything that wasn't David. And when it kind of catches you, it's like one of those like, okay, it hits you. And if you really reflect on it, you're like, oh my gosh, like that. So that in context to our conversation, it's very applicable of like, no, the standard in which I want my life to represent, Mm -hmm. I have to remove the distractions so that I can become what God has designed me to be. And I, I don't know, I just, when, I, when we're talking about this, I just think about this, I gave this a couple of weeks ago, I just thought it was such a profound um, quote from him and just an example 
uh, and on a lesson, I think that's applicable to this. Oh yeah. Well, I, I think it's the bottom line foundation of if you want to be that, that sculpture in your own life, yeah. you've got to eliminate everything that isn't you. That's right. Yep. And I, I love that. I, um, what's the, I don't know who the philosopher was that said above all, know yourself. Um, no, that wasn't Aristotle. It was, um, some pretty smart guy. Yeah. Some pretty smart guy from, uh, the Greco Roman era. It's going to come to us. I just know it's not Aristotle. Plato, so, Socrates, one, one of those, those guys. guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but that's a, that's a pretty profound statement. Like above, above all the things, know, know yourself, mm. like no. And, and I would say, know who you're supposed to be. Know, know what your actualized self is like, know that. Uh, and then you're able to say, okay, what, what are the distractions? What are the things that are, are, that are, I compete against to actually become that. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's the, I think it's super significant. I think at the, at the most foundational level, if you can't eliminate distraction, then everything else that we're talking about on this program doesn't matter because you'll, even if you get started in the right dis- direction, you won't sustain it. Yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, in all honesty and reality, like as we forge our way forward, it's, as you and I know, it's not a straight line path. It's not easy. In fact, the more you progress, the more resistance. So that's just kind of how life works. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean like, Hey, you know, I was, let's say I was sober 120 days. And then for whatever reason, I fell off the wagon for a night or a week, like things like that happen. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's just where, you know, community and accountability and, you know, it's ultimately God's grace that gives us those second chances in all of our lives, right? But that's why, to me, you know, I've, I've come to a point in my life that I've, I began to not think so much about what's the goal, like not the what, but the who that's stepping forward. Right. Because if I'm a better who, then the what's are just going to happen. Right. Because I just, I'm naturally like, well, that doesn't make sense, and I shouldn't do that, and I should do more of this, and wow, look, I'm, I'm a better person. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I think about, um, for a lot of people, their goal, their ultimate realized objective is that they want to be happy. And, and another word that we used to describe happy, which by the way, for the record, you don't want to be happy. What, what, what studies actually show, and they've researched this extensively is that if you actually find a place of happy, you'll sabotage it because what we don't want is happiness. What we want is purpose. Um, 100% of the time, it's just the way it works. It's the way humans are made. We're hardwired for struggle. But another way that they describe happiness is balance. Like, well, I want to, ha- I want to find a place where I'm balanced. Here's my theory on balance, and then I'll let you speak yeah, to it because uh, I want to hear it. This, this is, uh, I think I'm onto something here. Um, <laughs> what do I believe that isn't true? Go. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. Uh, so, uh, here's my thing about balance. If you, if you hear people talk about balance, they're always looking for it. Like nobody's ever like, I'm so balanced. Like that's, that's, I've never heard that statement from anyone. Everybody's like, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to find balance in this world. Here's my theory. Why I don't believe balance actually exists. And here's why, because balance as a, as a mindset is me kind of standing at the fulcrum of this scale, right? The, the justice and mercy scale. And so it's got yeah. two, two sides on it and, and I have to balance all these things. And so I have to balance work and hobbies and friends and God and all these different, I have to balance all this stuff. But the problem with that is I'm standing at the fulcrum of that, which puts me in the center of the universe. And fundamentally, the problem with that is I'm not at the center of the universe. God is. And if I, if I try to find balance, then God becomes one of the things that I'm trying to balance rather than a North star for me to set my trajectory by. 
and and so it's problematic in its very inception that I can actually find a place where I I'm the one who masters all the variables. Yeah. Because there are variables that we can't control. Like some of them we can, some of them we can't, but we try to find the space where we can control everything and it's just not possible. And so for me, I think balance is, is one of those struggles. Uh, I just don't think it exists. I think, I think integration is, is a better way to look at it. Like I am going to go through life and I am going to have things that I want to be things, goals that I want to achieve, whatever. Um, as I'm moving in that, I am going to find obstacles. There are going to be left turns. That is going to be more difficult. And I have to make a decision. Yeah. Am I going to get there or not? And so I think, I think that piece about, anyway, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I think bal- I, I agree with you. The way I think about it is it's more about the intentionality. So if I had like, you know, five buckets in my life, my family, my, my, my relationship with God, physicalness, you know, my physical well-being, and my job, I guess that's four, so we'll go with those four. Um, I want those to be overflowing in each one, right? Right. Like I want to have an amazing relationship with my wife and my kids. I want to have an amazing relationship with my, you know, with my Lord and Savior. And, you know, at 48, I want to be in the best shape I can and I want to be crushing, you know, work. And so for me, you know, I just, I just look at that and I don't know if this is how God designed me, but I'm like, no, I got to be intentional. And like, and there's sometimes I find myself, I'm not going to say being selfish, like, well, look how hard I'm working, Aaron. You know what I mean? Right. So like, hey, hey, wife, like, I mean, come on, you know, you're blessed or this or that. Hey, kids. When in reality, like my job as a man is 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 to freaking crush it and fill these buckets up as best as I possibly can. Yeah. I mean, so to me, you know, I'm probably not the best person to ask for balance <laughs> because I, I'm like, we got to go because I'm not promised tomorrow. I, mean, I think about your niece you know, we haven't talked about it. I don't, I don't think on the air who's just struggled with the last two months Yeah. and I see you and she, I mean, she's progressing, right? But slowly, yeah. but she's not out of the woods, but we're talking about a young, beautiful woman who was great. And then all of a sudden a little a bacteria, right? And like, we don't know if she's going to make it. Right. Right. And so we all know that, but the question is, you know, do we operate on that level? Right. And so when someone says, well, you know, I got to balance between being a dad and being a mom or whatever. I'm like, no, you don't. Cause when you're, when you're a mom, you're like, listen, I got to freaking be the best mom. Now I think we mistaken, like we all get tired. Right. You know, like I just got an airplane. I'm not gonna lie. I've been four days of me. I'm a little tired, but that's okay. Cause I'm like, boom, I'm here on this podcast. Fill up the buckets. Right. Right. And, but there's times to recharge. Like, but and I think sometimes I, I'll just be the first to admit that I, I, I was like, I got to balance this more. You know what I mean? I got time for me and this and that. I think, I just think it's about how do I maximize the opportunities that are in front of me. Right. And, I, and I'll tell you, the more that I think about my buckets, I actually start to realize my whining is a little selfish. Mm. And I'm like, well, Jason, but you're the one working hard and you're doing, yeah, that, I feel like that's my job. Right. And so I'm grateful that I can do it. Right. And I the truth is, if, if you were to go, take your job away and fill your time with something else, you're still going to run at the same pace. I'm going to fill the bucket. Because it's just who you are. I'm going to fill the freaking bucket. Yeah. Because I, 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 I want my, my biggest fear, and I don't know if I ever really said this, my biggest fear outside of my family's well-being, like their physical well-being, right, is that the, the Lord, right before he takes me, gives me that flash 
of all, all the things that I, I was designed to do in this world and I didn't do it. Yeah. Like that freaks me out. Like, I'm just like, nope, well, we got to go do that. And that doesn't mean you got to build, if you're listening to some great company or you got to go do, you know, some climb some crazy mountain. What it means is that God gave us gifts and we, we have to step into that. We got to follow that voice that nobody else can hear. Nobody else can hear the voice when he speaks to your heart. Yep. And some people are like, dude, Aaron, I think you're freaking crazy. Like, yep. What the hell? And you're like, I, that's not for you to figure out, right? That's, it's for me to follow that. And, and, and that's what I have to do. And I think that's to me where, where I'm trying every day more and more to, to listen to that in, in these buckets. Mm-hmm. So some days I totally screw it. I just screw it up because I'm like, oh, I'm getting a little selfish, right? And I'm like, hey, like, hey, family, like, look what I did, you know? Right. Yep. Like, look at this. And so I need you to be acting like this. And, and, and it's like, well, hold on a second. Like, I, I get to do this. And so, anyways, like I know that's a little soapbox, but that's that's kind no, of that's where good. This is a good, good rant, good rant. And and I would say this, like it, living life with that kind of intensity, um, and and as somebody who also shares that kind of intensity yeah, for life, do. like that that reality is, there are people that are going to look at you and go, "Man, you're like, just relax, bro." Yeah, yeah. you know. And 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 I'm, I would just offer to the podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to. No, there's, there's, there's several reasons why I wouldn't. One is because, um, there's too much at stake. Like there's too much going on around me that depends on the best version of me, my children and their future success and the, the emotional baggage that I give them or don't give them depends on the best version of me. You know, hundred percent like my marriage depends on me bringing the best of me to 100%. it things that matter to me. Those are, and so to go, nah, you know what I'm going to do is rather than read or rather than journal or rather than spending time with God or rather than doing the things that actually help me improve rather than working out, I'm going to watch a basketball game. You can watch a game, like just know that. And this, (laughs) this funny to me when people memorize all the stats of all the players, I don't understand it. Uh, I, like, I know everything about him. He knows nothing about you. Like, why, why do you care so much? You know what I mean? And we do this, we have that kind of rock star persona. We're drawn to stars and we want to like, somehow, if I can know everything about him, then I'm connected to them. And and I I would say this as well. And I don't know if this is going to bother people, but this is, this is what I've come to realize is that I think it's selfish if you don't offer your best version. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's just straight up selfish. Like, yep. So, so if you're not giving your best version to your spouse, we're technically being selfish Yep. and your, your kids and your job. And so is, is whatever, you know, is miserable is happening and whatever the situation is and the other people got to own it. That doesn't mean like progression and like, how do you focus on you being the best version? I'm going to go back to my buckets here of just filling those up. Right? Yeah. That's yep. what I believe. Absolutely. I do think it's selfish. And, and so for, if you're like, well, but it's selfish for me to take time to go to the gym. Well, not if you come back and you have more energy because you're in better, better shape and you give into your family. The problem that we face isn't the things that we do for ourselves; It's the way that we come home and disengage. 
It's the sitting at home and not having a conversation, not in, not having time where you're investing in your family, not taking your wife out, like whatever, you know, whatever that is. Those are the issues that kill you. Correct. Your scheduled time will never eat you up. It's how you use your discretionary time that will eat you up. Yeah. And so those are the things where we, we try to find that relentless pursuit of eliminating distraction. Um, we have to get into that space. And that's as simple as like, if you're going to, if you're going to get in shape and you, you see something that you, what was your oatmeal cookie? Is that what it was? Oh, that you had on the counter, the oatmeal yeah, cookie. Yeah, it was the oatmeal cookie on the had, counter. You had a yeah. conversation about the oatmeal cookie. Yeah. Like those, it's a distraction. Yeah. It's a distraction. I'll tell you the other distraction. I don't mean to side rail, but at the mall near our house, they put a cinnamon bun in that place. Oh. I'm like, why did you do that? Why? Why? <laughs> can you can you smell it from your house? Dude, I think I might. <laughs> I'm telling you, anybody on this podcast can probably relate. They are just the best cinnamon rolls on the planet. They are so good. It's just like. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah. So I'm adding that to the oatmeal cookie. They are Delorge chips. <laughs> They're like, what, why? No, <laughs> it, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's so true. And I think, you know, it gets back to what you had sent over where the gentleman's like, Hey, the number one common denominator between success and not success is people, you know, their ability to remove distractions and um, you know, which is in the context of again, this conversation, but the part about distractions is, is that if, again, if you don't know who you are, you, then you can't identify what the distraction really is and the cost of the distraction, yeah. right? That he's talking about that's moving you towards that needle. And that's why you got to have that feedback loop, but you can't have feedback. So now I'm kind of putting my business hat on that we did all week, unless you have benchmarks. That's why we measure stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, what's good or bad? Well, I don't know. You got to put a benchmark on it. A benchmark is a standard, right? Like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm expecting this for myself. Cool. Well, now, now, now we've got something to look at. Yeah. Yep. And I think, uh, honestly, if you're going to, you know, give yourself, and I think we've both experienced this when, if you're going to give yourself to maximizing your own potential and live with that kind of intensity, everyone, and you, you said this earlier, everyone's going to look at you and go, yeah, you're weird. Yeah. You got issues. Yeah. Um, and, and it's this, they're not doing it on purpose, but it's an invitation to mediocrity. Yep. It's an invitation to mediocrity. Let, let me throw this at you. I just learned this this week. Okay. So there's this thing called Price's Law. Have you heard it? Price's Law? Yeah. It's not ringing too familiar. Okay, so here's here's how Price's Law works. Okay. 50% of the work done by an entity is done by the square root of the number of parts in that entity. So here's okay. how it works. So let's say you have four employees. Okay. Square root of four is two. Correct. Um, therefore, 50% of the work is going to be done by two people, which makes sense at four. But if you get the number bigger, so let's do nine, square root of nine is three. 50% of the work done in an organization oh, with I nine employees is three, done by three people. If you do it at 100, 50% of the work done in an organization with 100 employees is done by 10 people. So the bigger the number gets, the smaller the proportion gets, right? Here's what's interesting though. What that means then is mediocrity increases exponentially, but excellence increases incrementally. Like we've, there's just not very many people who are willing to do it. Yeah. And, and we focus on being mediocre and we allow ourselves to have 
less than we than we should. The less than than who we could be. Yeah. Just b- because most people won't focus. They won't focus. They won't get it done. Yeah, and I think you know another component to that as I'm listening to you, which is I think the reason why we have this podcast and want to do this is so that people. It's an encouragement. There's some practicality to it. But I think the biggest aspect of that also is just who am I surrounding myself with, right? You know what I mean? That account, the accountability aspect of it as well, Mm -hmm. you know, can really help make sure that you don't slide back or fall into that group. That's, you know, you're not, you're not filling up your buckets, right? You know, you're not filling up your buckets. Yeah. And who you put around you matters. Yeah. So much. And I, and I think that, you know, going back to that balance concept, I just, like I said, I just struggle with that concept. Yep. That's like, no, I want all my buckets to be full. You know, and it's super easy for me to complain like, well, that's not right. Or he's doing this or she's doing this. and My kid's this and so on. And it's like, if you're listening to this, you're most likely a grown adult. And God's like, no, he's like, no, like you need to step in and be the best version that I've called you to be. And like life isn't going to be easy and life is not going to be fair. Um, but if you want these buckets to be overflowing, it's going to require some calluses on your hands, you know, it's going to require a lot of love and grace and forgiveness and compassion and, and hard work and sacrifice and uncertainty and all of those things. But what we do know is that as you begin to going back to the David, you begin to sculpt yourself. Yeah. You're like, man, that's a, like, how did you get that? And I go back to what he said. I just removed everything that wasn't David. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I can hold on to that. Cause then I'm like, Nope, that's not me. That's not me. That's gotta go. So we got to chip it away. Yep. Yeah. I love that. I actually love that analogy. I'm, I'm probably going to steal it. Do it. I'm not going to give you credit. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Michelangelo and I didn't say it. So you run with it, run with it. Uh, He won't care. Um, Yeah. I, I, uh, I, so I think, I think the, the big picture where we're driving home here today is this, if you want to become what you're intended to be. And I think like, why would you want to be less than what you could be? Like, why would it ever be okay in your mind to settle? Not because you couldn't, but because I chose to be lazy. I chose to be distracted. I chose, we, if we're going to get there, we've got to eliminate distraction, focus on intention. What moves the needle forward? What does that? And people are going to think you're weird. They're going to call you obsessed. They're going to call you all kinds. You're not balanced. You're not, you're obsessed. You're da, yeah. da, da, da. No, I, I'm, I'm none of those things. I am becoming what I'm intended to be. And so if we can go back to our, our, uh, Michelangelo David sculpture, please. I, I guarantee you, he did not achieve that with one swing of the hammer. Right. <laughs> you know? So as you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, guys, you know, I hear you, but you know, for whatever lack of motivation or maybe something you feel is holding you back, I think we've talked about it is that's just where you have to start moving. Just one, as Michelangelo did one swing at a time. It's just, it's just one moment at a time. And that doesn't mean that we're not talking about the gym. It might be, I got to ask for forgiveness on myself mm-hmm. and then I got to ask for forgiveness to others. And then I got like, whatever, whatever is holding you back, because I am fully convinced believer, non-believer that God speaks right to all of our hearts. He puts that, he gives us our gifts and he's just constantly whispering to us Yep, in their own unique ways. And sometimes for me, I'm, I'm, this is the God honest truth. Like sometimes for me, it almost makes me emotional. I'm like, I hear you. When, when I'm like, oh, I got to be doing, I got to be going left and I'm going right. Right. You know, like, whoa, like, 
and so trying to listen to that voice more and more. And, and so to me, um, I think that's an encouragement to us all, right? Is just like, hey, beautiful things don't happen overnight. We know that. And, and I think the other great thing about what I love about what we talk about, these are just universal truths. Mm. So all we're doing on the show is reminding you and me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're turning these mics on to reminding everybody like, hey, like we, we hope this pushes you towards who God designed you to be. Yep. Right? Because you have a gift to give to this world. You have your buckets in this life. And we hope that there's a great desire to fill those up as much as possible. Yep. And I think uh, another one other piece to that that I would add is because I know that's what you want and because you know that's what I want, we actually can help each other. Correct. So we stand in this space when we're strong, we make provision when we're strong for the times when we're weak. So when we when we're having a bad day, when we're about to give in, when we're about to throw the towel in, whatever, we have a, a, a safety net that says, no, you're not going to do that. This is who you committed to be. This is who you say you want to become. We're not settling for less. And I think you got to have that, which is part of why the, the tribe, the having a tribe is so yeah. significant. I agree. It's important to have people that are going to invite you up. Invite you up, call you out, and all the good stuff that yeah. has to happen. Yep, yep. That's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm taking stuff away from the show. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go yeah, fill I'm, ca- I'm kind of pumped. You know, I, I would say uh, just a simple application. You know, I, I, so I'm in with my wrestlers. I, I talk with them about this kind of stuff often, and I'm like, you guys got to go home and get rest because they are um, working hard. Like they're putting a lot of effort in. And they they like, but all of our friends are making fun of us for not going out on the weekend. I'm like, what are they saying? And they and they're like, well, they're saying we're goody two shoes. We don't, but you know, they're and it, which first of all is their friends feeling bad because they're doing the wrong thing and they know it. Exactly. But beyond that, I said, listen, you're not you're not a goody two shoes. You're a state champion. You, you got to act like a state champion. Eliminate your distractions. Yeah. The, it's the same thing with, um, you know, if you're a guy and your your friends are inviting you out to the bar and you're like, and like I should probably go home. Now nah, I'm gonna go home. Be oh, you you all whipped? No, I'm a good husband. That's what I am. I'm a champion husband. I'm gonna be the best husband I'm gonna be, and that means I don't go get drinks with you right now. It means I go home and I invest in my marriage. Like that, having that kind of a picture, a vision for it, gives me the ability to, with confidence, say no to the distractions, even though they may not understand it. Yeah, I literally dealt with it again this week. Oh, so you're going to be boring Jason again? You know, because I used to go out and have drinks with everybody. I'm like, oh, are you? You know what I mean? You still boring Jason? I'm like, so I kind of wear it with a badge of honor. I'm like, yeah, really boring. <laughs> Really boring. Really boring. Really boring. But look at me, I'm ripped. Yeah. You go chew on that. <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, it's all good stuff. So yeah, I mean, so again, as Aaron, I always like how you close the show, right? So let us know if this is having an impact, you know, in your lives, if there's any topics. We love talking about this. Um, I know I take something away from every show. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder, you know, and so I think today's show this is, I think, one of the shows, put put on your favorites if you're listening to this. Um, I know I am because there's so much goodness into this. Is that God has designed each one of us, as you listen to this, listen to that voice, you're like, man, like that that David, yeah, like that's what I'm supposed to be. So go and remove anything, a relationship, uh, 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 something in the past, like the forgiveness, you know what I mean, food, whatever it is. 
you know, you got to do, you got to start chipping away at it and, and, and watch the, the beautiful person that you get to become. Because the one thing I can guarantee everybody, like I will put the word guarantee, it, you might be able to achieve what? And Aaron, you've seen this as a pastor. Somebody's like, man, I built a great company, but I lost my family along the way. Yep. I built a great company, but I lost, I lost my soul along the way. Yep. I built a great company and I have no respect by those that work with me, right? And we have it completely wrong. That's why I talk about the goals for me. I'm like, no, because what you breathe life into those men, those young men, we got to focus on who you are. See, you staying home, yeah, there's a physical aspect of it, what you're trying to teach them. You know, we're talking about who you're coming. Right. And, th- and then just goodness comes from that. Like, because you're like, you're just a better person, you know? You're like turning into a badass. That's how I think about it. Right. Right. Like, this is who I am. And people are like, okay, th- how do I get that? Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, like, that's, that, that's just, it's evolved. And I wish somebody would have told me that a lot, a lot sooner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know I love how you invest in these kids. And I wish somebody would have told me that. Yep. You know? Yeah, it's good stuff. So if you have any questions, thoughts, ideas for a show, tell us how how you're uh, eliminating distraction. You can email us, jason at ariel-tribe.com or aaron at ariel-tribe.com. But with that, we will be back soon with another great episode.